on Channel Massive today. We have some breaking news on a massively multiplayer title that you don't want to miss. And sex sells games. Albeit contrived and pointless, can it get any better? Yes, it can. It's called real sex. Go out and try it sometime. All this and more on Channel Massive today. Thank you for downloading Channel Massive today. What is up, party people? The date is June 30th, 2010. I cannot believe it's the end of June already. Uh, my name is Jason, and here's what is up on today's show. I'm going to talk about sex in video games. Hot, steamy video game sex. Uh, PlayStation Plus, Hulu, and some more fuzz and stuff are on tap. Um, I, they may or may not be sexually related. And if they're not, then I'll just I'll add some extra sex in there just to spice things up a little bit. Uh, as always, if you want to contact us, you can reach us at mail, M-A-I-L, at channelmassive.com. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash channelmassive. We have a Facebook page. And you're always welcome to come to the website and leave a comment. There are multiple ways to reach out and touch us. Um, one quick note before I get started, I heard from some of you that you you heard this weird warp effect on my voice um, during the recordings um, I went back and listened to some of them and and I ended up you know I ended up hearing that too and I found I think I found the problem at least I think it was the mp3 encoder that I was using because I wasn't hearing that that's that effect when I was recording the podcast but at, this all happened like after uh, processing, so I think I figured out that problem. I got a new MP3 encoder, and and it appears to be uh, working as intended now. So hopefully we won't have any of those weird issues happen anymore. Anyway, um, let's get on with the show. It's a lot. 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 Like like. Well, I'm not a huge Sony fan or PlayStation 3 fan, but I'd be remiss uh, if I did not mention that the PS3 released PlayStation Plus yesterday, which is an online subscription service uh, that gets you access to full game trials, uh, discounts, free games and downloads, beta invitations, um, select early demos. Looks like the price runs about the same as Xbox Live, which is about $50 for a year of service. And if you get in early, uh, you get three months for free. Um, other pricing options are three months at, looks like, $17.99. So, eh, doesn't seem like a bad deal to me. It looks like one of the games uh, that's come out so far is Infamous. Uh, and the way they're running their their free demos like this is is that you can download the game um, 
the whole game, it looks like, and you'll get access to a 60-minute time trial of that game, kind of similar to what I was talking about with OnLive, except it's a 30-minute demo. So you'll be able to clock time in on, on Infamous for an hour, and once that hour is up, you can determine whether you want to pay for the game or not. So that that's kind of cool. I like you know the, these new ideas about releasing demos like the full game and then if you want to continue on you can just pay for the game and and take it from there uh other free content that they have on there um as far as games go there's wipeout hd which is uh supposedly really awesome and there's some dlc there for cuboid and magic orbs uh some avatar items and then they have discounts on games like Mortal Kombat 2, uh, Gauntlet 2, quite a few other games there as well. So, uh, if you're a PS3 owner, you're probably feeling pretty psyched today. Well, speaking of the PS3... Hulu Plus is going to be available on the PS3 as soon as next month. Uh, Hulu Plus costs $9.99 a month, and it will give you access to entire seasons of uh, TV series from ABC, NBC, Fox, and I'm sure other networks that are participating there. Uh, I guess other devices like the iPhone, iPod Touch, iPad, and some of those TVs that support that kind of thing will be able to run it as well. Um, it looks pretty cool. I, I guess Xbox Live is going to be getting it as well, but not until sometime in 2011, uh, at least according to Microsoft. Um, it looks pretty cool, um, but you know, I, I've been reading a little bit more up on this, and apparently, even if you're a subscriber, you're going to have to deal with commercial interruptions, uh, which is... I don't know. I don't know if that's really acceptable, especially when uh, you have things like Netflix where you can just download all those shows instantaneously and there's no interruptions there whatsoever. Um, But apparently Hulu is going to be still supported primarily by commercial advertisements. And, you know, if you're a subscriber, you know, you're not going to be able to avoid it. So, eh. That's kind of one of those things where you're like, eh, I like it, but you know, I kind of wish you would have uh, made it so I don't have to wade through your crappy commercials while I'm watching it. You know that that was something you expected when Hulu was free, um, but now, you know, if you're a paid subscriber, that's you know that's kind of a benefit that you would have liked to have. So, eh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's something that I'm going to be interested in or not. I don't, I don't know that I'm ready to give away my my satellite dish um, right now or not. Now, I ran into this interesting note about Connect and the hardware specifications for it. Um, according to what I'm reading here, Connect cannot 
handle more than a maximum of two active players at a time. It can detect numerous people. Um, they can recognize any number of bodies, but it can only calculate the movement and actions of two people at a time. So you're not going to be playing any of those uh, sports titles or um, adventure titles uh, like they were showing at E3 with more than two people. It just doesn't work, apparently. It's like a two-person-only deal. And, I, you know, looking back at their E3 presentation, they did. They only had, they only had two people at a time working some of those things. And when they were showing that Dance Central game, I guess those other people in the background, like it was only tracking two of them. It could only track two of them. It wasn't like they were, they were like background dancers as opposed to uh, actual participants in the game. So that's kind of interesting to me. You know, if, if Microsoft's trying to lure some players away from the Wii, um, they may have just botched that part of it. You know, if people are, you know, concerned about playing with, you know, four people at the same time, uh, you know, during those party kind of games, and, and this can only recognize two, uh, that might slow down some of the sales hype a bit. Um, I, I don't, you know, I don't know that we owners are going to be so quick to to give up their console when they know that, you know, this one can't do motion control with more than two people. Uh, you know, I just think that's kind of kind of weird, kind of weird. So anyway, none of this is official. This is just something that I read off of uh, joystick.com, and uh, I'd be interested to to see, um, you know, if it's if it is indeed true. Um, it could, you know, it could be a game breaker for some people. <laughs> Looks like we got a little late breaking news for you today. For immediate release, Final Fantasy XIV for Windows PC has been confirmed for September 30th, 2010. That's right, and looks like the beta phase for for this will start in July 2010. Coming right up tomorrow. Well, not tomorrow. I'm not sure exactly when. I'm just reading off the press release here. Uh, looks like... It will come in a standard or collector's edition. Standard edition will be $49.99, and the collector's edition will be $74.99. Subscription is going to run you, it looks like, $12.99 for 30 days. Uh, with the collector's edition, you get an exclusive in-game item, the Onion Helm, uh, because you know everybody's fantasy is to wear an Onion Helm. Uh, early access include is included in the collector's edition. You get to play eight days prior to the release of the standard edition. Uh, there's a behind-the-scenes DVD where you get an insider look at the making of Final Fantasy XIV with exclusive video content, interviews, and more. Uh, they have a security token in there uh, for use with your regular password. I'm assuming this is similar to the World of Warcraft authenticator that Blizzard offers uh, you get a travel journal where you can record your travels in a beautifully bound journal filled with pages of never-before-seen concept art. Um, some other things as well come standard with free 30 days of gameplay. Uh, so there you go. There you go. Final Fantasy XIV now has a release date of September 30th, 2010. So get your pre-orders in if you're 
interested in that. Um, personally, I'm not a huge Final Fantasy fan. Uh, honestly, I've never played a single Final Fantasy game. Believe it or not, believe it or not, I know I claim I claim to be a hardcore gamer, yet yet I've never touched the fruits of Final Fantasy. Uh, so maybe I'll have to give it a shot. Maybe someday. In the latest edition of the official Xbox magazine, uh, Jim Sterling, who is a reviews editor at Destructoid.com, wrote an opinion piece called Lust in Translation. Uh, I'm just going to read a couple paragraphs here and paraphrase a bit, but he said, I'd love if developers would stop patronizing us by claiming that sex in their games is an important plot device. As video games strive to be taken seriously by the mainstream, erotic escapades have become quite common. Mass Effect, Dragon Age, and Alpha Protocol, as well as PS3 games like God of War 3, all have them. The common thread linking them, apart from the tits and ass, is the fact that each game's developer claimed coitus was integral to their game. In none of these cases is that true. Bioware is a champion of the sex scene, claiming that it helps build bonds between characters and creates an extra layer of care, and yet the studio's ham-fisted attempts to portray meaningful intimacy are matched only by the vapid way in which the sex scenes are earned. Developers pretend that sex for sex sake isn't the aim of the Enterprise, but I have yet to see a full-on sex scene in a video game that didn't look shallow. It hasn't been included for the sake of if it hasn't been included for the sake of male gratification, it's there to try to give the duplicitous appearance that a game is more adult. Personally I prefer a sex scene to be for gratification rather than a false and shallow show of maturity. At least it's intellectually honest to admit that you're just trying to turn gamers on. And I, I totally see the point there as far as like the the way that you you achieve um, you know, these relationships with these characters, especially in a game like Dragon Age, you have this uh, mechanic in there where you give them gifts and, and say the right things, choose the right dialogue options, and only then are you going to be able to get that final reward, quote-unquote, uh, where you get to have sex with them. And, it, and it's it's really kind of stupid. That whole gift-giving thing in Dragon Age Origins is uh, kind of like a mini-game in itself, uh, which is kind of stupid. Uh, same thing goes for Mass Effect too. You know, depending on what you say or do, uh, you know, some of those characters aren't. You know, you're not going to get to have the have the fu- happy fun time with them. Um, but I I kind of do disagree with him in the sense that some of the uh, you know parts of the plot don't um, you know they they aren't really affected by it. Um, in fact, in Dragon Age Origins, there's one particular point in the game, which is actually the end of the game, uh, where you um, go face the Archdemon at the very end. It's like the final battle. And part of this, the storyline behind the f- final battle, and I, I apologize if I'm, I'm going to be spoiling this for anyone. You know, this is a spoiler alert. But when you slay the Archdemon, the story is is that its essence is going to try to go on and possess the nearest dark spawn next to it, which basically makes the archdemon immortal. 
so in order to prevent that from happening, a gray warden who is, you know, also imbued with the, you know, uh, dark spun, uh, evil power stuff, uh, that's why the Grey Warden must strike the fatal blow, which causes the essence to be drawn into him, and it ends up killing them both. Uh, Morrigan, who is like the seedy witch uh, mage chick uh, in the game, she will approach you at the end of the game, and she will tell you, well, I know a blood ritual which will allow you to avoid your fate um, if you just have sex with me. And... Uh, Basically, what will happen is is that the essence of the Archdemon will be lured into her unborn child rather than you dying as a result of killing the Archdemon. Uh, so if you... You know, depending on the choice that you make, if you basically tell her that, no, I'm not interested in doing that, then then what ends up happening is is that the Warden who kills the... who strikes the killing blow against the Archdemon will die, or... If you decide, well, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm all for living, and all I gotta do is have sex with you in order to, <laughs> in order to survive. Uh, well, sure, sign me up. So, and in that case, of course, you live. And so it kind of affects a little bit of the story and the plot there. Uh, same thing with Mass Effect Two. I, you know, I find is that Mass Effect Two, uh, I ended up kind of semi-romantically involved with uh, the, the crazy biotic tattooed chick, Jack, and and uh, uh, Miranda. Uh, and what ended up happening was is that late in the game, Miranda and Jack get in this, like, this huge fight. And how you handle that fight, and, and I think it result, it's a result of you... Um, you know that them you know you, there's like this uh tension going on there and you have to make like a choice between one or the other and if you choose one or the other then what ends up happening is is that one of them becomes disloyal to you and that character will end up dying in the in the final uh battle if they're not loyal to you so you know it does they do have you know your your choices as far as you know those relationships go um, do have some effect there, um, you know. But as far as like the the sex scenes and everything, normally these sex scenes are really tame. There's really not a whole lot to them. You know, you really don't get to see anything much of anything at all. It's just you know, it's like this, you know, twenty to thirty second scene, if that long. Uh, so I don't even really know that it matters. But and then most of the time too, it's like after that portion is over with. You know, you really don't give a crap about that character. You're kind of... I, I feel like, you know, and it's kind of funny because I, I think achievements also play a, a part in why these things are kind of kind of lame and stupid is because they have, you know, especially in Xbox Live, you're worried about having to get this particular achievement for scoring with a particular character. And so it kind of loses some of its effectiveness there, I think, when there's, like, an achievement involved. Um, anyway, I think that's going to wrap it up for me. What do you guys think about sex and video games? Do, do you believe that they offer anything more than just uh, some stupid gameplay mechanic? Or do you actually feel like you're tied 
to some of these NPC characters more uh, when you're trying to woo them into your beds. Uh, leave me an email at mail at channelmassive.com or you can always tweet me at twitter.com slash channelmassive. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm going to talk about uh, the Wii and the hardcore gamers. We'll see you then. I'll let you with me if I miss